Slava Jesus Christus, Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil again, hoping everyone's doing well wherever you're listening from today. And again, reading from this book, Light for Life, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. I'm going to talk about repentance. In the Gospels, all of Christ's preaching basically can be reduced to a simple proclamation. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All of his preaching and teaching were oriented to this double message. All of his saving activity was directed to the realization of it. The Father, through his Son and Spirit, is making available a new order, a new creation, in which salvation, sanctification, and new life are offered freely to all those who accept it. We must repent, turn to him, and accept a gift. This turning to him to accept a gift is repentance. Metanoia, or repentance, is a central theme in Eastern Christian spirituality, for it aptly describes the whole movement on our part towards God drawn and carried by his grace. It begins with an inner change of attitude and is expressed in an outer change of behavior, leading to ongoing growth. The Lord Jesus made repentance central to his message and the way of life he was preparing for us. When asked to explain what he meant by repentance, he gave the beautiful parable of the prodigal son. The parable is not some theologian's explanation of repentance, but rather the very words of the Son of God himself who calls us to it. In the parable, Jesus describes repentance as a coming back to life after, been, after having been dead, a being found after having been lost. This parable teaches that repentance is a process of returning to a new identity, discovering who we are as children of God and growing in that relationship. Repentance is a healing process. Through it, we come to our natural condition, what we are created to be by nature, not the natural as it is determined in the fallen world. Notice that the son begins by not understanding his relationship with his father. He tries to define himself in terms of possessions, relationships, and jobs, none of which ultimately satisfy him. When he finally begins to repent in a positive sense and returns to his father's home, he still has more repenting to do. He plans to earn a relationship with his father by serving for a while, thus saving himself, the danger of perfectionism rather than saving repentance. He finally must surrender and let his father embrace him and draw him back into an authentic, loving relationship in which the uh, identity is restored, his dignity confirmed, and his well-being assured. In it, he even learns his proper relationship to material things, put the ring on his finger. As a postscript warning that everyone needs to repent, Christ includes the episode of the elder brother. He had never sinned, 
He had never left home to squander the family wealth or reputation. Yet he did not know his proper identity in relationship with his father and brother. For he said, Sir, I have slaved for you when that son of yours. The parable also clearly teaches that the movement of repentance cannot take place without the acceptance of a double insight. How good God is, it is better to be with my father in this house, and how wretched my present situation is, why am I sitting in the pig pen? If I am only convinced that my father is good, then there will be no movement. I will ask him to send a check to refurbish the pig pen. Many modern people feel that God is that good, loving, accepting old man in heaven who benignly approves everything. I'm okay, you're okay. If I only focus on my wretchedness in the pig pen, there will also be no movement. I will stagnate in despair. Neither insight in itself is sufficient to move us to repentance. Both insights are needed, and the realization of the Father's goodness should be the stronger, so that I do not fear to return to his loving embrace and that we rediscover who I am. Sure of his love and acceptance, I can admit my wretchedness and seek healing, moving away from the sinful situation and into the welcoming embrace of the Father. Having an insight into my wretched state will obviously involve a certain amount of guilt. It would be a great mistake, however, to think that the attitude of repentance and the feeling of guilt are the same thing. Whereas you can never have too much of the attitude, you can definitely have too much of the emotion. Repentance may even be impeded by overly developed sense of personal shame. Genuine repentance is a gentle and persistent coming back to reality. In the tradition of the fathers, we're, we're fond of the word sobriety. A good Christian is awake, is wide awake and sober, so that when she falls, she is able to pick herself up easily and without any trace of despair. We will return to this theme later. The parable includes no idea of doing penance for a while before being accepted grudgingly back. This, in fact, was the son's script, promptly rejected by the loving father. In the movement of repentance, we surrender to God, our father, and allow him to save us. In this loving embrace, we, we discover our identity as children of God, images of this wondrously unbelieving loving Father in whose image we want to grow. Our spiritual growth involves precisely this. Hmm. So, so much to talk about there, about repentance, about, you know, the prodigal son, most of us know that story of the prodigal son and how he went uh, back to his father after squandering all his father's wealth and, and this living a very sinful life. But some of the things that we should um, reflect upon from this reading today is that um, the, the Heavenly Father 
is always welcoming us back when we repent. Okay, so we never have to fear the Heavenly Father during repentance. And the other thing I want to uh, make sure we understand is that when we repent, it has to be sincere. It has to be a genuine uh, um, understanding that we have done wrong and that we want to do better. And it's not about, you know, because we feel guilty, you know, the guilt is part of it, as it says, but that shouldn't be all of it. We should, we should feel like we have to do better because this is what God has asked us to do. We have to do better because this is how God made us to be. We are, we are made to be uh, servants of God. And we are made to be in the image and likeness of God. So when we sin, when we fail, we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing. And we have to do better. So sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from uh, you know, our, our loving Father. And, and, and it's not the Father that is uh, denying us His love. We are denying ourselves His love by separating ourselves from Him. That's the difference there. So there's a big difference when we sin because we are separating ourselves from God. So repentance, that metanoia, which is a very interesting word, I use, a, a, it's, I don't know if many people have heard it before. Metanoia, I remember learning in the seminary, means that you are walking away from God, and then all of a sudden when you repent, you start walking towards God again. You totally turn around and walk towards God because you want to follow him instead of walking away from him. Okay? So that's what metanoia is. It's a total turning around in your life and coming back to God the way that he wants us to. So I'll be talking a lot more about this in the future uh, podcasts. But right now, that's, uh, that's just an introduction to repentance in our Christian tradition. God bless you. Have a good day.